0: Hi, this is M.G. And Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are
1: Sober Sisters Talk.
0: Welcome! Welcome! So we just read two really good reviews, and we're like a little high on our own self. And um, we're kind of uh, at this place where we realize what we are doing. It, You know, I'll tell you more than anybody, it helps me. Amen. You know? Amen. It may feel like I'm doing it for you guys, but it helps me. It's like a meeting, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that we get to kind of curate and kind of riff off each other and do. Which we were just doing. Right. And when we were talking about the topic that we wanted to talk about today, we were talking about (coughs) a couple of topics. One is rigorous honesty that we can talk about. And then the second was uh, willing to go to any lengths. And I went through a lot of hoops for my qualifier. In order to, you know, in, make an intrigue or get him over to my side or do just so many things, and I've gone through a lot of links for my recovery. But there are some people who aren't willing. So, you know, if you want what we have, Elizabeth and MG, and are willing to go to any links, then, you know, I think that that's a good thing. I, that's what I is sort of a criteria that. I work with my sponsees and I've had to kind of like um, you know moderate this because some of the sponsees are like young women who want to like go out and like date and stuff and I'm like listen I'm not dating so you know what I have is peace serenity joy but I do not have a boyfriend and nor do I want one right now so you know that may be something else on the side but you know if you want what we have uh, willing to go to any lengths, and um, you know, rigorous honesty. So, and that's you know, just
0: because you work a SLAA program does not the success of it is not a relationship. Working in SLAA program, any program, the success of it is having peace and serenity. Yeah. Knowing, you know, knowing what your patterns are, what got you into this mess, and how to get out. I feel like it's a relationship with myself. It is, it is, totally. And the program. And my higher power. So there's this like thing, like so there's me and the honesty that I have with myself, you know, and it's hard, it's very challenging in the beginning to sit across from a sponsor that you hardly know. And in the beginning, you do hardly know them. You know, you and I know each other very well, but we've spent a lot of hours. And in the beginning, you know, when, when, when I came in, I wasn't accustomed to tell, telling those secrets about myself. And I did it because I was so in such pain. It was right. so, yeah. I was so down there. I was so not, I was, no, I do not want to do this ever again. Yeah. I never want to be rolling on the floor. God, I remember this one time. So he finally asked me to this party like it was his birthday party and he brought me an invitation and it we had been going in and out back and forth like time apart time to you know and I looked at him and I said what are you gonna do if I actually show up to this and he said well I'll you know hug you and welcome you now for you a drink something to eat but you're not gonna hold my heart as my, boyfriend. my heart was pounding I was like oh finally Uh, I knew it was bullshit. I knew, yes, no, he's not going to hold. He's not my boyfriend. Told me that umpteen times, but I didn't believe him. So I went, I bought something to wear. I got a girlfriend to go with me. I drove from Baytown over to, I don't even know where. I mean, it was so far away. It was like 50 minutes to get there, like an hour Mm -mm. to get to this stupid Mm -hmm. club Mm -hmm. walked in and i told my girlfriend before we left i said now at any point if i want to leave i want you to go she was like i'm down and she knew the whole story yeah so we get there and there's like this club is huge it's huge there's like different areas and rooms and i'm walking around oh my god and it's dark and um finally find there's eight parties there finally find it and i walk in and he's on the dance floor with some young small very short a uh, girl african american girl cuz he's african american and he's dancing slow dancing with her
1: <gasps> and i was just like <gasps> knife in your heart
0: uh-huh mm-hmm. and i that familiar feeling i mean i can feel it now i know what it feels mm. like and it was so familiar to me Um, so his roommate found me and we were talking at the bar and then he finished his dance with this girl and I walked to the edge of the dance floor and he walked in and I saw his face and if this guy could turn white, he would have. And he saw me. I'm laughing, but I'm right there with you. He saw me. He acted like he didn't see me. And then he saw me again. He gave me what I call the 30 day hug. You know, the one shoulder, Mm -hmm. and then turned around and walked away. And I went and found my girlfriend, and I said, let's go. I cried all night. I got a babysitter, too. I had to go pick up my daughter, go back home. I cried all night. Called me at, like, 2.30 or 3 in the morning. Where'd you go? I said, what the fuck? What do you mean, where did I go? I went to all of those lengths because I thought whatever it meant, and that story is painful to tell. It's painful to tell. I got a babysitter. I talked my friend into going.
1: It's I coerced, to hear.
0: I coerced other people. I,
1: I spent <laughs> yeah. money. I bought something oh, yeah. new. I, I I I went. And what did you want to have happen, Elizabeth, when you showed up?
0: Yeah, really. I mean. I thought he was going to, like, dance with me and love me and,
1: you know. Like, oh, my God, Elizabeth's Let's the party begin. Hey, Elizabeth,
0: here's all my friends. I I knew, I could feel it. Like, he did not want anybody to know that I was there because of him. You know, I could feel it from him. Oh, wow. And he didn't want me, he didn't want to, me, he didn't want to introduce me to anybody. So.
1: Right. And so here's the great news about that story is that because of your recovery program, You'll never be in a situation like that again as long as you live on the planet Earth. But the only
0: reason is, MG, is because I share it. And -hmm. I've shared it numerous times. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, I still have a little shame about it, but I know I didn't invent this stuff. You know? What's the shame about? What are you ashamed of? That I was so desperate. You know? That I felt so desperate for him.
1: Well, I, I think that... For me, it was like hearing your story, I felt that pain as well. And it is the shame more about like you knew the deal and you didn't want to accept it. the deal? It's, ignore, it's
0: ignoring the red flags. It's ignoring, you know, all of the stuff that he said, all of the things. And it's being hooked. He hooked me with that invitation. He brought it to me. He didn't say, I want you to come. You know, he just brought it to me and gave it to me. And I was like, what are you going to do if I come? If I actually show up, if I challenge this and go, he didn't think I was gonna go, and I did. And Oof. then it's yeah. Any, the point is though is that you gotta tell it. You have to share it. Right. And I mean, that's not even the worst one. I oh mean, my like god! Far- I'm
1: thinking I- of like three right now. <laughs> you know, horrible, awful things. Horrible, awful things. But. My message
0: to the listener is if you whatever it is that you have done, no matter how horrible you think it is, you have to share it. You have to if you can't share it at a meeting, share it with your sponsor. Yeah. That you know, it says um rigorous honesty and rigorous honesty if you think if you think about what rigorous
1: is. If I told you we're gonna go on a rigorous walk, you know? I'd be like I'm taking my water and I'm taking my walking shoes and I'm gonna you know, have the correct like gear on, like I'm gonna be ready for it. You better dress for it. Yep. Yeah. You bet yeah.
0: and you and you know, we're not gonna pop up. Both of us are not in that attire right now yeah. or in a place where we could do that. Yeah. You have to prepare for it. You have to almost make an appointment, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you make an appointment, you you process it and you make the appointment, you sit with the sponsor and you tell them. But the reason that we're talking about this is um, I met with a sponsee recently and I this is someone I know very well and have been sponsoring her for probably three or four years. And she unveiled something that um, would have been helpful if she unveiled it four years ago when we first met.
1: But don't you believe that there is sort of a, that, you know, we build trust with our sponsees. And so it's a matter of like, the phrase that comes to mind is progress, not perfection. That people reveal what they can when they can. And so for whatever reason, and I don't think it wasn't because she didn't trust you. I think that it might have been, and I don't know the situation, that she just had her own shame about it, and also me as the addict, I don't want to let go of something because then I'm going to have to give it up. If I reveal that, I think that, it's that. Oh.
0: I think more than anything, it's that. Right. Because it, and here's the thing, though, it, you know, if you're standing there in front of God asking Him to give you what you want, but you're grasping on to what you don't want, how can you? How can God give you what you want?
1: Well, that's law of attraction. Whatever we focus on is what we're going to get. So, it, it isn't helpful. And, I mean, I am so grateful that I have sponsees that are just, you know, diving into all sorts of work. You know, they're in therapy, they're in group, they go to retreats, they do these other things, and they're doing a lot of fantastic work. And it can be, I make up a little overwhelming. But, I feel like that's necessary because this is a reprogramming for it me, is. for me, the way that I was raised and the beliefs and thoughts that I had had to be jettisoned, those do not, no longer work for me and they had to be replaced with uh, new technology, new tactics, new strategies, new beliefs. And there's often, I still get back into those old, familiar ruts of thinking and believing. And now it's more uncomfortable. Now it's not, you know, I'm like, why am I feeling this way? And I know that there's a disconnect between what I've been programmed to believe and then what I can believe now. But it takes a lot of effort sometimes to like say, no, no, that's not that's not me now. I'm not going to participate in that. Like, i just left work and I've been working on a big project for our CPA, and I've been really trying to focus on it. And it's been great because there's been people out of the office, and I'm always so excited because nobody is coming and bothering me with tasks. I need you this do report. This? Can you do this, do that, whatever. And one of the lawyers today was like, you know, kept hitting me up with this project. She needed this report and that report. And she could tell I was a little frustrated, but you know, I was still very pleasant. And I said, yes, of course, I'll be more than happy to do that. And I got the information to her. And then I was leaving, she goes, and I'll leave you alone on Monday. And I went, okay. And I didn't go into my regular thing, which would have been to say, oh, it was no problem at all. I was happy to help. I mean, I was frustrated. And I didn't like bend over backwards to be this people pleaser. That is my standard sort of operating from the past. I just said, okay, thank you, and left.
0: There's a framed thing on my wall at work. My two girlfriends gave it to me. And it says, every time a woman, whether she knows it or not, stands up for herself, she stands up for all of us.
1: I freaking love it. And
0: it's the same thing, though, with honesty, with recovery, with... And here's the thing is, is this belief, um, I wanted to address that for a minute because that is the part that prevents the honesty. And, you know, you, you, you do, you have to put the beliefs out there that aren't working for you. And this particular woman believes that a relationship, a love relationship that includes sex, is different from love. And I was trying to tell her, no, love is love. Love is love. God's love is the same as the love I have for you. It is the love that I have inside of me from higher power, God, whatever you want to call that, that I'm able to share with you. Yeah. That I'm able to share with my son and my grandkids, all my, both of my sons, my daughter, my neighbors who love dogs, my dog, and a romantic partner the differences is, is that you add the sex
1: to change the relationship but it does right. not change the love. well she may be thinking of this concept of what's called limerence which is something that happens when we first engage with someone and we begin to have the right. sex it's that you know the heady intoxicating right <gasps> right 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 oh. and and anthropologically people believe that it's that intensity is there in order to create and begin a bond and that you know after that you know intensity wanes then it's like oh I really kind of like this person this person makes me laugh and then it can change from that evolve yes right from that intense to intensity to you know legitimate love so and I feel like I see some women who I see who are dating soberly. And they're like, meh. I'm like, how do you like him? He's like, he's fine. We get along well. And I see the addict within them being all sad. Wah, wah, wah. He's not the love of my life. Yes. <laughs> he's not sweeping me off my feet. You know?
0: I'm not, I'm not pining or longing for this person desperately. Right. I'm not giddily happily. Thank God. Yes. They, and I have. I've gotten to that point where I do, I really do not want to engage in that. A little, you know, an excitement to see somebody and, you know, meet somebody new. Yes. But that thing that sucks me down the rabbit hole?
1: Ugh. Hell no. Ugh. It Hell makes no. Me nauseous. It makes me. No, so no, no. Because disgusted. I don't have any control
0: there, you know. Yeah, I yeah. have no control there. And I do I want to be able to um stay empowered, stay in control of myself.
1: There's this Buddhist philosophy that I learned when I was in New York about the seven winds. And they talk about that there are all these winds and they name name them and the only two that were interesting to me were Uh, Success and failure, and that one of the tenets of this Buddhist practice that I was involved in is being the stone, so that you're not buffeted by these winds, because there can be the winds of success that pull you, and then the winds of failure that pull you, and it's about staying really centered, centered. right?
0: Staying grounded. Staying grounded. Staying in your in your own aligned with your own values, with your own truth. With your own beliefs,
1: and that's what I feel like recovery really is about: is not being able to be pulled around and being so emotional. And things are so level for me now. I mean, talking about like the way I used to live, and I mean, I get excited about like a TV show, like
0: nobody's like my that. kitchen,
1: my <laughs> like, kitchen. So you get kitchen excited about, remodeled. you know? Yes, yes, yes. It's like ooh, a new episode of The Handmaid's Tale. Oh my gosh, I can't wait! Yeah, yeah. Like my that. excitement
0: is. I'm driving to Sugarland, right? You know? Right. To see but her here, I I wanted to offer this concept. So, you know, when I when I saw that the hanging in my in my office today, and I was like, when a woman speaks out, whether she knows it or not, you know, in honesty, speaks up for herself. She is enabling. She's doing it for all women. It's the same thing with honesty. When you are honest. When you come out, when you go into recovery and you come out and you're honest, you're not just doing it for yourself, you're doing it for the next woman.
1: Because they get to see, oh my gosh, she's so brave. If she can do it, I can do it too. If she can make that step, I can make that step. Exactly. And that's the we where it comes into too.
0: There's it. no way we can do this alone. Not one of us has gone through this thing alone. It's as a group, and it's it does. Each step empowers the other. I can't tell you, like, there was a girl when I was, um, you know, trying to put together 30 days, Jen. And Jen would come in, and Jen would get 30 days, and then I'd get 30 days. And then I'd get 60 days, and Jen would come back and have 30 days. And then Jen would have 60 or 90 days, and I've had 30. And I'm like, how oh, damn it, Jen is above me again, you know? And it was like, but it wasn't so much a competition thing as much as, like, you know, we were both struggling. And I knew if Jen could do it, I could do it. Yes. If Jen can do it, I can do it. Because you knew how sick she was. I knew. I knew we were very much in the same place. And we were we were writing the same story, you know. And we both wanted the same thing. And I thought, if she can get 60 days, I can get 60 days. And then you did. And then I did. And then I just put them together. And I keep putting them together and putting them together. And the... I mean, the component is, is the rigorous,
1: the rigorous honesty. Well, and it goes in also the searching and fearless moral inventory. It's, this isn't for the faint of heart. It's so, not. I mean, like, it's not
0: for those who want it either. I mean, those who need it.
1: Well, that's we, right. we got a whole
0: city of people out there that need this thing.
1: Well, and I know a lot of people who like come in, they sniff it out, they stay for a little bit. They're like, oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, And no. they, like, they go back out. And maybe you'll see them again. Maybe you don't. But, you know, for me, I did have to have, uh, I call it the two by four sort of approach to recovery where I feel like, you know, the universe kept having to hit me over the head with the two by four. I'm hard headed. I'm an addict. I want what I want. And I just finally was like, quit it. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I went to the Santa Maria house uh, a couple of months ago, and they sort of had like, it was called an ask it basket where I was sort of on like a mini panel, me and another woman, and there were women that they like wrote down their questions to us, and one of the women asked, you know, will I ever feel love again? And I said, absolutely, but I don't think Probably it's going to not like you. You think yeah. it's going to be. Right. I feel like I'm surrounded with people who love me and treat me well. and I have people who esteem me. I have work situations which are really good. and I feel like I'm really surrounded and held in really authentic love and 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 my and how I like offer myself to people is so much differently, different now. I feel like I'm coming from a place of integrity and authenticity. And not a manipulation and so I get back more of that so and it, it's better it's so much better this my gosh so much
0: better than any love I've ever had yeah it really is and it it doesn't there is no one source it's me sourcing you know tapping into that love source Your connection
1: in, to your source to
0: my source and then being able to see you know one day I saw my boss eating, she was sitting at her desk eating, and i was I just walked by her and i said the my favorite connection with my boss is when I get to see her humanity, mm-hmm. and it almost makes me cry because it was like I saw her as a little girl, you know, just for that glimpse while she's sitting in her in her office eating her lunch, you know, but I appreciate that." And that's another component to this whole thing is the appreciation. Yeah. Being able to appreciate things like that. Yeah. Sitting in a meeting, appreciating honesty, appreciating bravery, appreciating somebody else's experience. If you can't sit there and go like, oh my, do I have an appreciation for that. Wake up in the morning, appreciate your sheets. Wake up in the morning, appreciate that you're breathing, that you have AC, that you know you get to get up and go to work.
1: It's so good. It is, and it was, and it, and I sort of thought about this, um, like last night. I'm working on a new project, and it's a big group of people. And oftentimes with actors, especially not necessarily professional actors, that it can be um, a push sometimes for people to really like allow themselves to be expressive and to really kind of go for it and. Thankfully, let go, and yeah. let go. Of all the ambitions, I mean, yeah. Right. Can imagine. And, and that's what my, I feel like one of the biggest pluses of my training was about just to say, like, you know, let it go. Fuck it. Fuck it. And, uh, you know, you just can say it. Okay, thank you. So <laughs> I think we can. <laughs> I don't, I have to mark on the probably, podcast. Oh, you do? If we say, say it? it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That this
0: has, you know. Oh, that's Well, this one has a bad word. Yeah, it has a bad word. <laughs> it has one. It. Is that Ed. the only one we've said? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> maybe
1: we'll see. I listened to them again oh, that's so, funny. when I edited. So all she does movie. the
0: editing, and then I do the marketing. So it's like I don't really know. Like, <laughs> it's funny. It's all
1: good. But I saw like last night that there at rehearsal that there were a lot of people who were finally feeling comfortable enough to really kind of push their characters and do different things. And um, you know, I feel like. I'm gonna do that. I'm you know, their, you know, uh approbation or whatever you call it, be damned. I'm not gonna be worried about what some other people think and you know, but but I'm really feeling some loving vibes from them and what I'm doing and how I'm exploring. And so because I feel like I'm kinda going for it and trying some kooky things and lead. the director is on board. You're with making it. it okay. Making it okay. And I saw some other people really kind of like, you know, being big and trying something and and it was like almost like a sacred space it was a held space where we were just like you know quietly like supporting that person and so you know i recognize that in that work and i feel that that's why in, in our meetings where you know i know that Uh, one of my favorite things is to like gossip about people and I'm really focused on not doing that this year and like probably never again because it's just something I don't know what it is about human nature why we like to do that but I feel like holding those people sacred is an important part of kind of keeping the integrity of the program and you know allowing people to like you know just go through the motions and do their deal because there was a newcomer at a meeting on Saturday and uh, there's that saying, and I, and I was going to say it to her, and then I said, no, don't say that. And the saying is um, that we can say to a newcomer is, uh, we've got some good news and some bad news. The good news is that there's help. And the bad news is that it's us. We're it. <laughs> All of us cookie
0: nuts doing There is that. a solution. The bad news is, is this is it.
1: That's right. So it's sort mm. of this perfect, imperfect, Sort of solution where we're not perfect, and and that was one of my biggest hesitancies about doing this podcast. And I'll just you know be honest about it was that I really wanted it to be perfect. I wanted to be able to say, here we are, these two like well recovered women saying the most astonishingly like motivating things, and then happen. The, the truth is is that here we are these two astonishing women who are real
0: we've made mistakes we've you know clearly you know clearly have our flaws and own them but the thing the difference is is that I am extremely content I have joy I have happiness I have success I have built some wealth I have you know
1: dreams motivations you're like you know you're building things
0: I am and I could never have done this without working this program Mm. this Mm -hmm. program is the one that that Mm -hmm. that taught me who Mm. I really am that showed me you know Esther Lee used to say that you know she said we will hold the vision of you of who you really are until you're ready to see it yourself
1: I love that
0: I will do that for any woman that yeah. wants this. Yeah. Yeah. But there is, a, there is a price, and that price is honesty.
1: Tell me the truth. Well, how will you do it differently if you take on a new sponsee? I'm not sure. I mean, I haven't really thought about
0: that yet. But, um, because I feel like you're a little angry. Um angry no frustrated mm. because there's so many things that I see now that um and had maybe you known had you known, we should have been working on we were working on this, and we should have been working on this, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I keep thinking it's this, it's this, it's this, and then now I know this, and it's you know, oh we need to we need to change that belief system. We need to change that. Yeah. Because it's an important one. Love is love. Love is love. It's basically like this. Like she's still in love with somebody from her past. And um, he loves her too. But he cannot be her, you know, her lover. And I was trying to explain her. Love is love. You have the best of both worlds. You get to have this person and, and love them and have them. And yet you could go start new relationships and then have a romantic, sexual, loving relationship with someone else.
1: But is she not doing that because she's hoping that this guy will one day see her light and, you know, fall for her and change. Oh, it's that. that he sense will change of longing.
0: that he will change. He's not going to change. He's what? not going to
1: change. Oh. Yeah. She's going to let that go. Mm hmm. Oh my gosh, my heart goes out to her. I know, mine too.
0: Amen. And that's why I think, like you know, we we you know, but yeah, it's good, you know. And I told her, I said, you know, I don't have, you know, I don't really care. I'm not angry that she did did that she's doing this, or anything. I'm just frustrated because I think I could have given her a lot more, right a right. lot more I right. think I could have given her a lot more of what she really needs rather right.
1: than what we were doing right because I got angry at work because this woman kept coming back to me like wanting this report that report and I was like "We y'all figure out what you're doing before I start spending all this time I, I took like two hours out of my day to run this one report and she was like no I don't need we're, that we're one not, we're not gonna do that yeah and it's like this is time consuming I said you know I got I got a CPA breathing down my neck. I need to like focus on that. And so, you know, for me it's all about communication and boundaries and and you know. So it's uh, always something that that we're continuing to learn and um uh, yeah.
0: So let if we're going to sum up, I would say that like I said, I I will I will hold that space for you and i just encourage you to be honest that it's not you're not going to surprise anybody or shock anybody
1: and find someone that you feel comfortable enough speaking out those things and i think that that's uh, something that hangs people up that um you know they they don't get to know someone well enough and they're fearful like what if i say these things and they're going to like be shocked and And, you know, one of the things I do with my new sponsees is I tell my story. And I say, you know, the first meeting we're going to meet, I'm going to tell you my story. Because there may be some things that I reveal in that story that you may not... It will empower. Right. Like, you know, like I've talked about my abortion before. And I wouldn't be... um, I mean, I would be willing to work with someone that, you know, might be pro-life. I mean, I don't care. But if I tell my story... And, and that's you know reason. that, and it's a problem. Yeah, right. Then they can decide. I don't think this is going to be a good fit right. for us. But at the same time, there's not going to be anything that you're going to tell me, and because I've I've had people in like AA talk about, yeah, I think I killed that guy.
0: Yeah, I've heard some incredible stories
1: in AA. You know. Right. Yeah. And like you know, they they really they, hit, they hit somebody, and the, they didn't go back and yeah. check on them, and. You know, and like, I don't know where I was or who. And then in the next day, it's like, oh my God, I think I killed that guy. And like looking at the, this is back in the day before there was the internet, but looking to the newspapers to see. So, but I, you know, there's another side of that.
0: So if you are hearing somebody's honest declaration, please, please do not go, <gasps> <laughs> you what? <laughs> Because it is
1: challenging,
0: you know? Right. It is, it's scary.
1: Well, and I, that's why in my story I hit the, the main points about like the things that I did and the big things that happened to me so that other people can decide whether or not that that's something that they want to work with. But as a way for me to kind of model to them, listen, I'm going to share with you some of my stuff. Right. So that we can not begin right. with, like that uneven. It,
0: open the road right
1: open right, the road
0: right it, so. reciprocity
1: right right and then i also feel like um with the honesty thing is that if you want this work to work then that means being honest so as as honest yes. as you can be i mean if you really want it to kind of sink in and to help change your life Uh, jump in at that level
0: and I'll I'll go a step further and you can tell by listening to us that you know MG's a little bit gentler coach sponsor than I am put the the gear on, put the stuff on get prepared and get your ass out there and do the rigorous honesty that will change that will change the result it will change you it, it's, it's if we were going to, you know, if we wanted to change our bodies and we joined CrossFit and we only wanted like do half of it, it's not going to work. No. And, and the CrossFit S- people
1: are going to be giving you the stink eye saying, hey, we're S- here to do CrossFit. SLAA
0: is the CrossFit of 12-step programs. Amen.
1: <laughs> Amen. Amen. So
0: we have a website, www.sobersisterstalk.com. Uh, if you would like to send us a comment or request um, you can email us at sober sisters talk at gmail.com um, you can reach out to either of us that way um, I would love to answer your questions or you know talk to you in any, about any topic, if you hear something, if you don't like it, you can complain too. Yeah. We'll still
1: read it. We'll hear it. We'll hear it. We need the feedback. Yes. And uh, so thank you so much, Elizabeth, for coming over. And I'm very excited about it. And uh, stay tuned for the next one that we get ready to do.
0: And don't forget, you can find, um, if you need more information on SLAA, you can just Google SLAA, but there is fws.org. And there's everything that you need on there. There's meetings. And is it is it S L A A F W S? I think it's S L. I think it's S L A A hyphen F W S. But if you okay. Google yeah. S L A A F W S Fellowship Wide Services, you'll find it.
1: Okay, great. Thank Thanks. you so much. Bye.